Welcome to Backyard Philosophy, a podcast where a couple friends grab some cold ones, sit around the fire, and talk about science, philosophy, and history. Crack one open, sit back, and get a good laugh as we discuss everything from automation to why the meaning of life is 42. From Plato and ancient Greece to modern civilization, talking about the future of humanity all the way to AI, the topic of free will. It has been discussed, debated, and tested, and yet we are no closer after a thousand years of figuring out, do we have free will? Today, me and Nick will also be talking about free will and do we have it? And Nick, I'll be honest with you, I have no bloody clue. But first off, how you doing and what are you drinking? Well, Mike, uh, I'm doing great. Uh, if you listen to the fear episode, you know I have a fear of cougars, and I almost had a run-in with one today, so that's about how my day is going. Um, I am For those listening, that's not the good kind for cougar. No, it is not. I am choosing to drink some whiskey tonight, some Bell Mead uh, bourbon, and yeah, it's, uh, it's really helping with the cougar incident. Um, what are you drinking, Mike? I am drinking a Moscow Mule, and I'm very happy you didn't get eaten by a cougar today. But, Nick, this is, uh, I'm excited to talk about this because doing research, thinking about it, talking with other people, I still have nowhere, no clue where I stand. And hopefully, after talking with you, well, I'll be honest, I probably will still have no idea where I stand after talking to you, but hopefully I'll be seeing things a little clearer. So the debate between free will and fate, free will and determinism. For those who don't know, determinism is no free will. Everything that was and ever will be was determined by the past and factors out of our control. Say the chemicals in our brain, who our parents are, the way the universe was made, the way the earth is shaped, that's determinism. Yep, and it's different from fate Kind of. So fate, think about applying to a job, getting a job. So determinism, you go to your job interview, you do well, and you get the job. But fate is you are destined to end up there without any action. So maybe you sleep through your alarm, don't go to the interview, but you still end up with the job. So I think there's a difference between determinism and fate from what I read, Mike. What do you, do you agree with that? I agree with that, but I would say there's quite a bit of overlap, if that makes sense. There is. Uh, either way, without choosing, you end up in something, I guess would be the similarities. Before I get too far into it, I'm curious, Mike, where did you stand before you started researching this? I think I flip-flopped. I usually believe in free will, where it's my choice, but I also know how patteristic and how much of a rut humans get. So I also know that we are predisposed and sometimes we don't make our own decisions. And re when researching this, it seems like that's more prevalent. But I guess I've always just been in the moment, not thought about it for when it comes to free will or determinism. What about you, Nick? What's your opinion before researching and after researching? So before, I was definitely of the free will that we can make our own destinies. Um, you know, I don't know how many examples of this you find. Just in uh, media, growing up, we had you know, Yoda said, always in motion the future is. Sarah Connor, there is no fate but what you make. I mean, everything that I had thought about pointed to the fact that we can make our own destinies. And after listening to people and researching this, well, maybe we aren't 
as in control of our own actions as we once thought we were. I'll be honest, when researching this, I kind of felt like I had free will, but then I realized I was playing a video game with my brother and he just handed me a controller that wasn't plugged in. I guess is the best analogy I, I could say that how I felt of, oh, I'm moving the buttons, but the buttons aren't doing anything. That is a perfect analogy. Yeah, it's there's some really good arguments of why we are not in control at all. And before we start getting into those topics, I just want to give some broad strokes of since we'll probably be saying these words throughout. So besides determination, you have event causation, which is another way to say determinism, which is pretty much no physical event can occur without having a ca been caused by a previous physical event. So think like uh, the butterfly effect. And keyword on physical world, because that will be a topic point of mental versus physical. Uh, another one being agent of causation, an agent, otherwise... Uh, known as a person is being propelled by a mind can start a whole chain of causality and that wasn't caused by anything else so simply you having the idea to jump off a bridge wasn't put on by any factors or any randomness it was just so something you decided to do and then you have combatism a belief that the universe operates within law and order and the past determines the future but also I guess I think just think uh, a little bit of mixture of determinism and free will, I guess is the best way to say it. Some, uh, a lot of combatalists, uh, I'm probably pronouncing that word horribly, may say in any case, the action is determined, but the cause is not determined. If that makes sense. So like say, say you're going off a diving board. You're going to end up in the water one way or the other. Whether it was over your own choice of going in the water or you got pushed is a different factor, but I guess is a way to say it. And last, my favorite word, which I did not know was a thing until now, which is zombian, which is used to describe Thomas Huxley's view on humans are, quote unquote, conscious automata. Charles Darwin and Albert Einstein, fun fact, actually had similar views on zombie von. It's pretty much from the word zombie of we think we have free will, but we're just cogs of the machine going through our motions. Yep. So I think uh, not zombie thon, not zombie. Oh, my gosh. Now I can't talk. Zombie thong. That's an interesting movie, Nick. <laughs> Um, the compatibilism, I think, is the word you're looking for, for determinism kind of in free will combined. Yes, that word. Uh, that's that's kind of where I tend to fall. Um, but let's talk about determinism first. I think that's, uh, that's I think, the big one. I yeah. think that's where most people who are smarter than me lean, and there's quite a bit of evidence of uh, for determinism. One evidence that, I don't know if you saw, kept coming up was the, the Libidit test. In, well, for those listening, in 1983, a psychologist by the name Benjamin Limited found a brain signal called the readiness potential. It's also known as the procedure of self-initiation uh, action. But pretty much right before you raise your hand, even before you even think or aware that you're going to raise your hand, there's already a signal going off in your brain. So it's like your subconscious versus your conscious sort of kind of competing of what your body's going to do and what free will is. Did you come across this test, Nick? Yes, I did. Um, so, yeah, it's basically that your your body is reacting, and after your body reacts, your mind justifies that reaction to you in a way that makes you think you were responsible for that action, when in reality, it was your body, not your mind, that did the action. Yeah, it's really frightening, because similar to that experiment done by Benjamin Libet, it was uh, another one conducted in 2007 by uh, John Dylan Hennis. 
a neuroscience at Bernstein Center in Berlin. And in this experiment, he people were put into a brain scanner and flashed random letters. The subjects were instructed to press a button with either their left or right hand whenever they had the urge, quote unquote, to, and to remember the letter that was being shown when they pressed the button. And this had very similar to very similar results to the Libet test, which used a clock instead of letters. And the conscious decision pushed the button was made in about one second before the actual act. And from this, a pattern from the subjects emerged. The team conducting the study could actually predict whether the subject's decisions were gonna, what, what, what the subjects were gonna choose, as much as seven seconds before the subjects were even aware of making a choice. Yeah, so it's pretty uh, sad that upon learning all this, realizing maybe it, it slowly dawns on you you know, I went into this thinking that we had complete free will and could do whatever. And the more I learned, it's like, wow, we are, are truly pretty predictable in some sense. So the way that I think about determinism is if you had a computer that you could input every variable from your life. So everything from your genetics, your childhood, to what you ate last week, it could tell you what you're going to do next. Even say what you want for what you're craving for dinner that week. Uh, so just based on what you had in the past, what's available in your pantry, there's a predetermined dinner you're going to have. Now, if someone could create this machine and sell it and you could figure out what your wife actually wants to eat, they would be freaking billionaires. <laughs> I, I would buy it. You know, what's even scarier is with that machine, if you thought I'm going to do something the machine can't predict, like it'd be random that machine would predict it. That's pretty much determined. Like, determinism, no matter what action or you think chaos in the world or coincidence, it's just a bunch of factors on a large scale are interacting together. Think of a bag of marbles being dropped onto cement floor, each one of those being an individual. Well, on an individual scale, you might sit, one might crack, one might bounce into another, and it just seems like, oh, that was just an anomaly, just an accident. But you start looking at a larger scale and all the factors, the wind, the surface, what, what size, what mass, it, you see how they're all connected. And it's the same way with human lives, where someone right now, that reason why I brought up butterfly effect is because it kind of goes in hand-to-hand with determinism. Someone right now could be illegally mining a mineral to go into your phone. And that phone will somehow oh, end up back to you. And, that, and then that phone will somehow give you cancer. But that was all kind of predetermined by factors because so-and-so chance, so-and-so chance, so-and-so chance wasn't chance. It was just number crunching and odds. And it's that makes me worried. I really don't want to be a cog in the machine or a sheep. But you, nail, humans are so predictable and hit the nail on the head for that. But it's, it's really weird to think about how even if I right now, through my pen across the room, that was already kind of predetermined. Hence why I kind of associate it with fate. And Nick, if you don't mind, I'd like to elaborate on fate and determinism, how they kind of overlap, because I think that'd be a very interesting topic point. Yeah, go ahead. I do want to interject sometime about the common deterministic beliefs that we all hold, but I'll do it after. Okay, this kind of, that actually will kind of build up to it, because as I mentioned in the beginning podcast, ever since like Plato back in ancient Greece, we've been talking about free will. And there are tons of Western and Eastern stories, ancient stories, talking about fate, destiny, rearranging the stars. And for the most part, you could change that fate and destiny into free will or not free will, determination. Uh, Sorry, determinism. Wow, I'm messing up my words here. But think of Odysseus. Odysseus pissed off a Sidon and he couldn't uh, go home. He had to go through these 
year after year after year journey trying to get home and i think it was random luck bad chance no it was kind of already predetermined by poseidon for that him not to do that and him making choices or going through hard work it doesn't really matter because it's already determined another one being eubitus the man who killed his father and married his mother he out of fear his father put him in the woods so he wouldn't be killed by his son and marry his wife and another family found them and then when eubitus grew up he learned the story and he left his foster family because he didn't want to kill her kill his father and marry his mother there but on his way back to a different city near a village for a new life he ends up killing his real biological father and ends up marrying the widow who ends up to be his mother like he couldn't escape his destiny or fate and throughout all the ages, I mean, even ancient Egypt, all the way to Thor and Loki and Ragnarok, and it just, it keeps going and going and going. It was God's will. It was predisposed. It was fate. It was destiny. It was the harpies playing their strings like a puppet. It And it keeps going, even to modern day society. And now in modern day society, we've changed the words a little bit. Granted, in our movies and books, we still kind of talk about fate and destiny or... I mean, common phrases being like, I'm the helm of my own ship. I am the captain of my own ship. And our words have changed, but our thought process really hasn't changed that much. Now, Nick, I know you mentioned something about modern determinism, and I think this is a perfect opportunity to talk about it a little bit. So right now, a lot of people are probably saying, well, I have free will. I make decisions, and pretty much everyone does, but mm, do you? These are, but do you? Yeah. These are common examples of determinism that we all readily accept. Say there's a man and he suddenly starts acting strange and he does something. Say he kills his wife and they find out that he has a tumor. Well, no one, a tumor in his brain, no one would blame that man because his brain is you know, there's forces outside his control acting on his brain. Nick, did you did you come across the same article I had with the that with the pedophile and the brain tumor? Uh, no, but no, exact exactly what you're talking about. In 2000 ish, like 2002, 2000, a man who had no history, like no predisposed uh, disposition, somehow developed pedophilia, and while in court and in jail, he. He said he was complaining about headaches. They went for an MRI scan, figured out he had a brain tumor pressing on his uh, section of his brain that controls his sexual pulses. And after removing that ter- the tumor, apparently all the urges and his monstrous, I guess, thought process was gone. A year later, he said the urges returned, so they immediately took him to another bra- brain scan. And they found the tumor was growing back in the exact same spot. They remo- fully removed it, but and apparently no urges of that repulsive thing have ever come back. But... It is exactly what you said has been happening in the real world. Yeah, and similar to just look at crimes of passion. You know, we humans will recognize that a crime of passion something that took place in the moment you won't be judged as harshly for as you will with a premeditated murder. And these are all things that we have written in the law that we all kind of agree on. And so there's some things that we agree we just cannot control. We can't control who our parents are. We can't control what country we're born in. We can't control the chemicals in our own brain. We can't control our pigments. We can't control our genes. We can't. There's a lot of things we can't control which have huge factors on our lives. And think about just common genetics, like like we talked about in the birth order. So you, as an older sibling, you're predetermined to have certain characteristics. Genetically, you're predetermined to have certain characteristics. You may be more likely to have a heart attack or more likely to not be able to digest lactose. 
all sorts of things that you don't get to decide. It's like a domino effect. Like if you, your the actions in the past determined your future. So say your ancestors didn't drink a lot of milk. So that, that genome making you more lactose intolerant was passed on. And then it kept going, kept going down the line. You got it. So now you don't buy milk. So now it's easier to determine what you're going to pick and buy where you're going to choose and it's man like nick like you said there's a lot of science for determinism but it, it just still feels so strange yep and like we talked about that for determinism how a machine could predict everything the variables would be like we said everything it would have to know everything but the theory is that if this machine did know everything that it could predict everything with certainty and as we learn more and more about genetics and all this stuff, it's we're beginning to be able to predict more and more things about people. So it seems like determinism as we advance is being proven more and more so. Even from if you have certain genes, they can pretty much predict whether or not you will get a divorce. Like just ridiculous things. Yeah, it's... I mean, our genes, our DNA, mixed in with our psychology, our background, and where we grew up, is a blueprint of who we are, pretty much. And I want to bring this fun fact up, because I thought it was very interesting. You're talking about murder and crime passion. So in the past decade, the number of court cases, mostly defendants, of course, have doubled their claim that their brains made them do it. It was out of their control. Yep. I believe it. It's the temporary insanity. And I think I think that's just uh, the world we're living in is getting more and more insane. Like it seems like each month um, of COVID times, people get crazier and crazier. Like every month is basically like a record month for the number of calls coming into the fire department. I still have faith in humanity. I think overall humanity's still doing good, or at least it's been determined to do good. It's uh, it over the centuries and stuff like that though i think the world's gotten much better so i still have high hope but to say it's out of our hands it's in again going back to fate i mean it's predetermined a bunch a big topic point i think would also be religion with anywhere from hindus buddhists muslims christians jews it's god's will and i'm not the most religious person but i still have faith so it's very confusing to me of do i have free will or is this already all predestined to me is this fate from God? Is this all determinism? And Nick, before I continue talking, what's your opinion on that? My opinion on religion's role in faith or free will versus determinism? No, I, I would say fate slash destiny slash God's will. Is it the same as determinism? Do you think it has a role in determinism? along those lines uh so i think there's a different i think according to what i know about religion and i'm i'm a what do they call it when you only go to church on easter and christmas the christa or something anyway um but yeah i'm one of those people uh that to me personally my personal beliefs and from what i understand is god created us and then we go and do things and he wants us to do the right things and then he'll you know we get punished for the bad things if we don't ask for his forgiveness kind of sort of way i'm you know don't don't judge me if i'm not getting this right but so to me from what i understand of catholicism is that we have free will and we can choose to do these things or not we can choose to listen to god's will or we can not and bad things can happen so I, I think from a religious standpoint, you, you have to believe in free will. Now, some people believe that everyone is 
predetermined to heaven or hell, which wouldn't make sense in, in my mind, but so, so maybe you're predetermined to go to heaven, and because you're predetermined to go to heaven, you naturally do good things. Now, are you naturally doing good things because you have the characteristics that are predetermined to go to heaven, or because you're actually doing them? So that's where it gets murky. Yeah, this is, this is, it, it just hurts my brain, because then did, did God make you do evil things for a different purpose in later in the future? Like, is it all part of his plan for monsters and demons and et cetera, et cetera among us? Or if there if there is no free will and everything's predetermined, that means there isn't a heaven or hell. Because that it, it means everything just is how it is because of law and causation, not not just purely fate and destiny and God's will. It's so there in that case, it has to be free will. But if it's it's just they contradict each other. It's it's amazing how much they contradict each other. And like so a, a example that's really puzzling me when thinking about free will is the unpredictable humans or at least what we call unpredictable humans. Humans with mental diseases, something that's causing them mental harm that makes them be erratic like schizophrenia, uh stuff like that. Are they the most free-willed or the least free-willed? Like because are they more composed to since they they're not quote unquote consciously making the decision even though we might not have conscious if we don't have free will uh, are we consciously making are those people with mental health making the decision or are they most and so that way they're the most determinism or are they most free will people because they have no control and they just let their bodies do what comes naturally from my town and let's just say oregon in general i can say maybe a lot of their actions are determined through drug use the people i'm coming to mind and i feel like that would lead more towards determinism i don't know just the people who are unpredictable i think they are predictable in a sense like if we're talking about the same people they do have a certain characteristics they tend to group live in certain areas they tend to I was thinking less drug people and more people with born with mental diseases, like uh, like uh, certain phobias or uh, people who naturally hallucinate without any like taking any drugs or chemicals or people who are uh, again schizophrenic stuff like that. Gotcha. I was thinking of the people who walk around the side of highways in Oregon at like three in the morning, but so meth addicts. Yes, might but they might be one in the same though like i think i can't remember where but I, I feel like i read somewhere that most of those people are the way they are because they've been genetically predetermined or sociologically determined to turn to drugs so i don't know is that determinism or not yeah was it their choice to take it do they actually have a choice did all their fact gene factors make them so susceptible it's not impossible or if not impossible for them not to go down that path was it fate and destiny was it god's will to make them go down this path to see something was it it's it's so complicated nick i i it's it's a a kind of a debbie downer to be honest with you yeah it really is because most roads lead to uh determinism (laughs) i feel like yeah uh all right let's we'll we'll probably come back to determinism but i gotta i gotta switch it up a little bit for my own sanity just make me feel a little happier but okay this is not gonna make me happier but i gotta share this anyhow because um so simply the idea of having free will makes us humans us people behave different and better than those who don't believe in free will. So in 2002, a study was conducted by psychologist Catherine Voss from the University of Utah 
and Jonathan Schooler from the University of Pittsburgh. Subjects were split into two groups. One group read a read neutral documents on free will. The other group read negative documents on free will, saying that free will is an illusion, etc., etc. Then they put them in situations like math, simple math tests, uh, moving coins around. And in these situations, the groups that read that free will was an illusion proved more likely to cheat and steal compared to those who are neutral on it. Vaz said, people who are introduced to believe less in free will are more likely to behave immorally. And the works that they were doing continued on. They also found that free will affects workers' performance. The workers who believed in free will showed up to work on time more often and were rated higher and more capable by their employees than ones who don't believe in free will. Yeah, well, I mean, if you think everything is predetermined anyway, your actions would have no effect. So even though all roads seem to lead towards determinism, as a species, we need to act as though we have free will. And we do also kind of act as we have free will. Like I said, with determinism about how if there you have a tumor, then people say, oh, well, that's not you know their fault entirely, and they, they won't be sentenced as much. But if you have a premeditated murder, people will say, oh, well, he had a choice. He clearly chose to do that. So it's not completely clear what exactly society believes, but I think most people do believe in, in free or free will. But, but what happens if that premeditated murder wasn't his choice? It was the, again, going kind of back to nature and nurture of he had ancestors or, yeah, having ancestors who were conquerors or warriors and having certain genome sequence inside of his body and then growing up with bad parents in a bad neighborhood bad situation and ends up being more angry feeding on those hatred and bad thoughts and his chemical brains and his chemicals change and being surrounded by an environment that thrives on murder killing or something like that and then does it and plans it out and does it is it really his fault because he had the entire world stacked against him it's something i don't agree with but something to talk about i would say yeah so i i ran across this point too and here here's my response is so if we believe that that we believe there's a certain genetic determinism and socio-ecological determinism that will lead you to a certain action say we find a gene say we find a gene that says if you have this gene there's a 70 percent chance you're going to murder someone especially if you are below this level of the poverty line would we would we kill that person say 90 say there's 99 percent chance that an infant tests positive for that gene that that gene says that you will kill someone if we all believe in determinism we would you would get rid of that child yes because if determinism is a hundred percent like if we're saying okay with these arbitrary numbers if determinism is 100 percent there is no such thing as good and evil it's just what is and what isn't it, it's there's no good or evil in fact nick i would say even before going to the infancy stage would be if determinism is that accurate and that real we would test people to see who would allow to have babies or not have babies and simply prevent them from having babies yeah exactly now most of you listening are probably saying well that's that's barbaric and that's not true you never know what that person will turn out to be and i agree personally and that would be more libertarianism so not the political party libertarianism is the idea that we have free will basically that we choose our own destiny and uh, our actions have an effect on the future versus determinism which is that our actions are predetermined and libertarianism that our actions can change the future and the future is not certain you cannot predict it i really hope free will is real but 
Going back a little bit to determinism, because I, I, I just thought about with good and evil. Good and evil, if determinism is real, good and evil is simply something we made up, which is kind of true, because once, just arbitrary thinking that one side, one thing, people, one person might think something's evil, the other person might think something's good, et cetera, et cetera. So good and evil might not matter, might not be actual real. It's just something we make in our heads to make up. So that would help prove determinism's real, which I really hope determinism is real. But if determinism is real, it doesn't matter what your actions do because they're already predetermined and what you're going to do. Fuck, Nick, this is depressing. Yep. All right. I got a question for you. I don't know if you came across this. Do you think animals have determinism? Let's say, make it easy. Let's say, do you think dogs have free will? I don't know. No? I, I honestly have no idea. I, because part of me is a scientist and engineer thinks of like at the quantum level, there's some particles where we we have really weird names for them, like up, down, random, sometimes like, because we, we don't know where they are until we observe it. So it's literally could be anywhere until we observe it, which makes me think maybe even on atom scale, there's free will, but maybe we're just too dumb to understand that it doesn't have free will and it doesn't understand the science. And like, I like to think animals have personality. I'm an animal person. Like, I think my cat's got a personality that grows and he does what he likes and chooses. Or my dog has a sense of humor and stuff like that. Like, he, he likes seeing certain things. But that could all be genetic factors of his both nature and nurture. His, you know, when a dog sees a squirrel, it hones in on it. It can't help it. But that personality of, like, being playful, happy could be how it was raised. Because sometimes dogs live in bad homes and they kind of become mean and cruel and dogs live in good homes become fat and lazy it's it's both the environment and the genome so i don't know if animals have free will what about you nick do you think animals have free will okay so i was asking you but i don't know either um so there's a <laughs> i just feel like this entire podcast we go go we don't know <laughs> so i was listening to these guys talk about it and they were saying that they don't think that animals have free will that they are their traits are learned from humans. For example, your dog freely would choose to eat the food off the table, but it knows that it can't because of the repercussions. And so in a sense, it doesn't have free will because it's, uh, you know, it's it can't choose for itself. But we're also governed by those same laws. And some people think that humans are the only animals to have free will because we can rationally walk through our decisions, whereas maybe a dog's mind is a lot simpler. I, I don't really know where I stand on this one. I think, uh, I feel like dogs, I feel like animals have free will, but I think that they have fewer variables, so they're a lot easier to predict. So let's take a, like a, a deer out in the woods. You can predict what it will eat when it moves based on uh, the weather, time of year, and phase of the moon. You can easily, you can ease, you have an easier time tracking that deer's pathway. But I, yeah, but exactly. Not necessarily. I'm gonna put an asterisk of not saying it's the same for humans because it's just a little bit more complex. I agree with that. But the example you gave me with the dog eating the food on the table, brief questions. I think it's the same thing for humans. Like that dog's smart enough to know if I do this, it's going to be bad for me. Humans, if I steal, it's going to be bad for me. I if animals don't have free will, then I would say humans don't have free will. No, I mean I'd agree with that. Like I said, I don't know whether humans have free will, and so when I say I don't know if animals have free will, then it's kind of the same, right? Um, there, there's an interesting thing I heard as well that 
you know, because humans can cook their food and we can spend less time digesting and our bra- a lot of brains to go faster that we're more rational, kind of the same thing is happening with dogs as they are evolving faster with humans and, and all domesticated um, animals are evolving faster now than they were in the past. Oh, that's a scary thought. Just, yeah, just domesticated animals, though. That's still, still I really, I dread the day when cats have opposable thumbs, because that would be a very scary time. Just everything knocked over. <laughs> Not even knocked over, now thrown at you. Yeah. But continue on what you're saying is, because we have a bigger brain, because we either have better cooked food, we just evolve that way, mushrooms, whatever theory you want to throw out there. If we don't have free will, then I don't think we have a co- consciousness either. Simply knowing we're a human and we can make decisions might not be true. Like, we can know we're a human, but if we're thinking that we can make choices, like, I would say consciousness has having a choice of having the ability to choose. But if we don't have that ability to choose, then do we really have consciousness? Because, like, a dog knows it's a dog. Like, even at, even at a bare level, like, dog goes, oh, I know that thing doesn't look like me or that thing's not part of my pack. Bad. And humans do the same thing. That thing doesn't look like a human bad or that thing looks sort of like a human but it's a little off bad it's the same thing but if we know if we don't have a choice are we really conscious are we just just human automaton like ai like a programmable biotech meat sack maybe so here's one more question or one more idea i want to discuss about determinism as well as free will so genetic determinism so say my genes say that i am more likely to die of a heart attack so i am predetermined to have a higher chance of dying from a heart attack but my free will i choose to exercise more to negate that risk so is that me choosing to exercise more is that free will or is that me knowing something and because of that that variable i choose to do that it could easily make the for both arguments of hey i'm making a choice or versus cause versus reaction like you're reacting to something that you didn't choose and you you're making a reaction that's already kind of predetermined or something that's easy predictable yeah so i just wanted to bring up that point because that's another one i struggled with but mike here's yeah yep uh well uh, before we finish up in determinism i also want to point out from roy bannister from florida state university found when working with students students with a weaker belief in free will were less likely to volunteer or give money to homeless people. And diminished belief of free will leads to higher stress levels, higher unhappiness, and are less likely to put uh, effort into relationship. I guess in my mindset, if everything is predetermined, why does it matter? What's the meaning of life? Is it 42, Nick? It definitely is 42, but we'll get to that later. Um, no, so that's that's my argument with determinism is that why do we do the things we do? Yes, we are predetermined to, but if we lived in a world where everyone readily accepted determinism, there would be no, I mean, it would be like living in a socialist world. No matter what you do, the outcome remains the same. So you wouldn't have to put in the effort. So to me, even if everything is determined, we need to believe that we have free will in order to go about our days. I mean, why do you work those extra hours? Why do you study, you know, and and become better at your job? It's because eventually you want to move up the chain, you want to make more money. But if everything is determined, if you don't do that, then, you know, you might still get that. But if you don't do it, you may be determined not to get it. So in a sense, it's, it's improvable, but it's also, you can't dispute it either. Yeah, there's far more evidence for determinism than there is for free will. But I kind of 
before we fully switch on to free will, kind of want to talk about uh, compatism a little bit, which is like I said in the beginning. Com- com- oh shoot! Hey, did I ruin it for you? Now you can't say it. Yeah, now I can't say it. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Any okay? I'm gonna think about how to say that, but I have one last question for you about determinism. Okay, well, th- th- good because this kind of turns. This, this is kind of a best of both word, worlds. Okay. So, like I said in the beginning, that word that I have a hard time pronouncing, which compatibilism, that word is a belief that universe operates with law and order, and the passive determines the future. But you can make some some choices. Not everything is your choice. Not everything is free will. But you still have some. It's not my. It's not as much. It's not as much as you think. But it might. It might be just enough to turn the tide in my mind. Where. There is cause and effect of nature of like again going back to the butterfly effect. You someone someone in your ancestry decided to immigrate to a different country. You have no causation of that, but now you're living with that with the past action for your for your future. And so many set rules. You grew up a certain religion. You grew up a certain way. You went to a certain school. No control of that, and that just sets you on a certain mind path. They got your brain thinking a certain way. They got your genetics a certain way. They got your chemicals in your brain working a certain way. But once in a blue moon, you get to choose something, a different path. And it might be deterministic, but you have a chance to go down the left path or the right path, the blue pill or the red pill. And Neo, you should definitely take the red pill because it will, at least it gives you a choice of, you have three options, but you get to choose that option. You can't deter, you can't change what those three options are, but you can at least choose what option that is. And that to me is what, Compatibilism is that word which I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna keep butchering. And Nick, before we get into more of that, what is your question on determinism you have for me? So I know you believe in the multiverse theory. Yes. To me, I feel that you cannot believe in the multiverse multiverse theory and believe in determinism. I can counteract that and I can also enhance that. Okay. So I could agree with that and disagree with that. You can disagree with that because you can believe in determinism because there's an infinite amount of universes where determinism in each universe is true. And there's an infinite amount of universes where free will is true. And there's an infinite amount of universes where both are true. It's like Sonder's cat. The cat's neither alive or dead until you until you open inside the box. Well, your path is not chosen until you open the box, but that whatever's inside the whatever's inside the box already happened. You had no choice over it. And each path you walk down sprouts a bunch of different paths. And each different path that you could have took if you had free will or was determined for you and it just wasn't determined to a higher percentage, that creates an entire another universe. Like you were determined to wake up at five o'clock in the morning to go to work because of you know, you got you got raised to get up early, you got you have to you have come to realizations you need food. You need that precursor that you really like tasting chocolate and that your mind can't overcome that need for sugar. So that's predetermined. But say eh, once you get up at five, there's an entire uni- entire other universe that forms because you got up at five. That's you not getting up at five. So both are true and both are non-true, if that makes sense. Well, I think you're looking at it from a compatibilism perspective. Determinism, there, there are no variables. So if you're going to get up at five you're going to get up at five no there's an infinite amount of universes where you get up at five there's an infinite amount of universes where you don't get up at five it's just but wouldn't determinism mean that all those universes are the same no it depends on which universe you're in but if everything is predetermined and there are no variables there's no there's no variable of free will and you have the same starting point 
you would get to the same ending point. So if the starting point is different, then yes, it'd be different. But if every universe started in the same place, then it'd be the same universe, wouldn't it? For that set of universes. So what are the variables that are changing in each of these universes? It could be something minute. It could be something, uh, your hair turns blue. In one universe, you decided to dye your hair blue just because you were predetermined to that. And that causation could change the entire universe to develop free will. Now, I'm a bit of an extremist when it comes to the uh, multi-universe theory. I truly believe that like your imagination sprouts new worlds and new universes. So there's entire universes where gravity doesn't exist. Entire universes where uh, planets are rectangles and not and not spheres so it is a bit of extremist view on multi-universe theory but there's both yin and yang there's both a white universe and both black universe and those all spot out infinite amount of universes so there's an infinite amount of universes with determinism and going down those paths will keep leading to determinisms and there's an infinite amount of universes with determinisms that'll eventually lead to free will there's and then vice versa for free will leading to determinism so I understand that. I guess the thing that, that I struggle with personally, and I know that you struggle with, is that determinism, even though that we both believe in more the uh, comparative... Oh my gosh, now I can't say it. Like the com- comparative... You're welcome. Compar- oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> um, that we believe that the there's... The word that should not be named. Yeah, that there's a choice between free will and determinism. Determinism, there is no... You can't be half in on determinism it either is or it isn't when it when it comes down to determinism it's it's absolute and so even if there are all these other universes all the options in that universe are determinism if you believe determinism is correct if for that entire universe correct but not for all universes but i feel like determinism is everywhere or nowhere you can't have universe without determinism so so simply having the imagination the idea of free will will spout an infinite amount of universes that have free will it's uh what's that what's the name for it fractal where you keep going zooming in on an object and looks the same over and over again for an infinite amount of times okay you took the one word that i also knew um well anyhow there i can't quite remember what the geometry shape is but it's the same way for creating universes if what I believe is correct, where there's an infinite amount of universes where everything is false and everything is true and everything is a mixture. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Just to me, it I, I just can't... The, the hard part about determinism is that it either is or it isn't. Like, there's no... Like, the, the biggest argument determinists have against libertarians is that there there is no free will. And it's most determinists who are staunchly determinists say it is... It is either that or nothing. And to me, that even if all these other universes exist, then they would have to have, they'd mathematically be determined through determinism, even if we just don't know the variables. And what we're, I don't know. We are going back and forth on this, and I'm not smart enough to understand it. I I I think you're applying the rules for one universe to all universes, which is infinitely amount true, but it's not an infinite amount. It's an infinite amount, and every infinite, every number in that infinity has another infinity, has another infinity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like the infinity is within a fit within infinity, infinity amount of times. Does that make sense? It does, but I'm not happy with the answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can blow your mind. There's two different types of infinity. There's a smaller infinity than a and a bigger infinity. All right, can we get back to this the topic? 
I'm not a not a doctor. <laughs> Get your take your math out of my okay. philosophy. Uh, <laughs> okay. How about how about I meet you in the middle? Going back to the word we cannot pronounce: compatibilism. 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 That's what it is. Oh, thank you for getting close enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's something I think is the most realistic. Besides determinism, I, I reject your reject your reality and substitute my own. I think it's the most common ground one of having the physical world we have no controls over, but having control over our ideas, conscience, and thoughts we have control and free will over. So if you, I mean, it's really hard to break a bad habit or develop a new habit, or if you've been unhealthy your entire life, all of a sudden get healthy. It's really hard to do that. You're set in a rut. Humans are pretty predictable. You can do that over and over again. And you may have an X factor in the physical world that someone tells you, like someone fat shames you and you're like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to do something about it. But you can also have the idea of yourself that an idea can spawn from nothingness, which sounds ridiculous now saying it out loud. But maybe that's true where we aren't control of the physical world, but we control the metaphysical world. So there's at least four dimensions in this universe. There's arguably anywhere from 9 to 15, I think was the last number, maybe 18, can't, can't tell. There's there's multiple dimensions of this universe. Maybe... And which one is it that you see dead people in? I think that's the ninth dimension. But uh, we might have different controllable factors outside the dimensions we know of. That makes sense. So we, we can't control our environment, but we can control... We can't we can't control the kingdom we live in, but we can control the kingdom inside of our head. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'll give you an example and you tell me if I am understanding you or an idiot. So you wake up in the morning, you got to get to work, you got a certain amount of time. Because you're in a time crunch, you have to decide between Pop-Tarts or quick uh, like one minute grits or something. And in your head, you go back and forth and you say, well, I'm going to have Pop-Tarts. Now you're your answers were in a certain sense predetermined based on what you had in your pantry and the time constraints but you were able to choose between pop tarts and grits yeah i was going back to what i said with like Sonia's cat where you have like going back where you have most of the time you don't have free will it's determinism but once in a while you come to a junction where you have free will you make a choice and that'll change something so you make a free choice of to have pop tarts instead of grits well now you could go around out Pop-Tarts first, so next time you go to the store, you have to buy more Pop-Tarts, which spends more money, and that money might be cheaper or more expensive, so it saves money, so that affects other things in the future. The past is changing the future, which I'm hoping is right. I, to me, it's the most sense of most things are predetermined, or at least determinism where we don't really... There's other nature-nurture factors all force us in one direction, but once in a while, we can kind of steer the ship a few degrees in a certain direction. Yeah, and like a, a real-world example of uh, compatibilism would be, like, say someone who started their own business and they did well. We would we would give them praise. So if you start your own business, say you had, you know, people invested in you and you had a good idea. People would say, well, he was predetermined to succeed, but he chose to quit that other job and start this one. That Those are, you know, he could have had the easy life, worked for someone else, but he chose to go out and do that, people would praise him because it was his individual choice. People would never say, well, he was predetermined to do that. Well, yeah. I mean, well, some people might say it was fate for it to happen or he willed it into existence. It's two sides of a coin. And I guess com 
compatibilism. Compare, compare, it'll, comparative? Yes, I ruined it again. Fuck, but I hate you. It's like free will is on the tail end, determinism's on the head end, and the word that we cannot name is like the rim on the outside, where it's most likely not going to land on that, but we can hope. Sorry, I'm just Googling the uh, the word that cannot be named. No, you're good. You're good. I'm, but it's, I think imagination and imagination could conquer what we think is choice or free will. We think choice, our lives, our, our path, we are the captain of our own ship. But from all the evidence I've been reading, that is not exactly true. So I'm hoping at least inside our heads, we have some control, some power or some little bit of free will. But one interesting theory I came across was, Nick, for free will, the only thing that might be completely free will is music, which I don't know, but I can kind of see where they're coming from. They're pretty much saying you can be exposed to something in a certain environment and still not like that music that you were exposed to or genetically like to because I don't think there are any genetics that have to deal with the music you like. I could be wrong, and I probably am wrong, but... Uh, take me for example i grew up pretty much the people who raised me only listening on to classic rock but i explored way outside that granted you could say some of my peers introduced me to rap yeah you could easily say that but a lot of stuff i found on my own now you could say that i was just predisposed and deterministic and the universe had set me a course to be more curious and go down youtube rabbit holes to find different musics but it still doesn't change what we like and don't like. Like, what we like and don't like could be... Char- I don't know. It. The more I talk about it, the more it seems like music. It's just determinism. And it, is, it just seems more and more like determinism. So some would argue that you were predetermined to be genetically fucked up from everything from your music choices to other things about you. Yeah, yeah. And the word is com- compatibilism. Well, whoever... Uh, programmed me or decided my fate like they must have uh just grabbed the entire spice rack threw everything in there and go yeah it's good enough i'm just gonna say they're a real dick <laughs> that's, that's another way to say it that's for sure and thanks thanks nick for being such a good friend honesty is the best policy right what is it yeah no one's hated more than who the person who tells the truth but going back to determinism with coding and theory brings the simulation theory we are coded and made to be the way we are we either you think it was from god whether you think it's from a giant alien we are predetermined to do what we do we are ants in an ant farm and we just don't know it of course you could make well no that goes with determinism i was gonna say well you could put an ant in an ant farm and it'll still choose different tunnels etc like that but i guarantee you with all the variables you could tell exactly which way the paths the ants were gonna mine and Based on their behavior, yeah, I it really stacks up in determinism favor. I'm happy I'm not uh, betting on it. So, all roads lead back to Rome, but all of our arguments lead back to determinism. It really seems like there is a lot of evidence for it, and there's not a lot of evidence for free will. So, if it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it was probably determined to be a duck. But that's clearly not a society that we live in. Even if everything is predetermined that just wouldn't work for on a societal level maybe we're determined not to know if we're predetermined this is also true and i have no real good arguments against why 
<laughs> they did. Like, free, free will is the underdog we're all rooting for because we're really all hoping it's true. Like, I, I just, I don't know. It's really hard to think of an example of free will that can't be explained by variables and determinism. Like, the chances of actual randomness, how much in the, in the world is there actual randomness? Is, I, I'm having a hard time thinking about that. Like, it's like going back to that breakfast, if you're at the grits and the Pop-Tarts and you decided to flip a coin, you already predetermined that what coin you were going to flip a coin for it. You're predeter- it was already predetermined what side, which side the head or tail is going to land on. It's or it, it's make the argument for that's not free will, it's determinism. Which I wonder. If, all right, all right, all right. I'm gonna make myself a little happier. If we know things are determined, is there a way we can hack it so we can control the determinism, or we can't control the determinism? Like we really we destroy determinism, so it's, then we're all free willed. But isn't that just changing all the variables? So, like, selecting certain genes and growing up in certain places or having certain resources available? I guess that would be controlling determinism. But I'm saying, what happens if we se- we step out of the matrix instead of controlling determinism for to help us, we eliminate determinism? We simply, this is, uh, I can't think of... Okay, are we in the matrix or not? I I don't know. I don't know, Nick. I, all right, say we can get rid of determinism. Say, this is super simplified. It's not how it actually is, but just go along with me, Nick. It's going to sound crazy. What happens if we could remake our replacements, say an AI, and we simply typed in the word random and we hit the go button? No, no, I mean, granted, there'd be tons of line of code, but just simply random. The true definition of random, of nothing predetermined, no choice. It could self-destruct one second. It could transform into Zeus. It could transform into a goose. It could teleport it could do anything random would we break determinism or was it determinism for continue because humans were determined to make that and simply then having that randomness it developed into the machine isn't random it's just simply determinism that we think is randomness it it sounds like determinism to me i mean it's it sounds like you you really aren't sure if anything is random yeah there's always gonna be doubt and my mind i'm just trying to think of ways to break free but is so like if you flip a coin enough after a certain amount of times you will achieve like once you breach a certain amount of flips you will have a 50 50 outcome isn't that no matter like how many once you flip a coin over a thousand times you'll have a 50 50 shot or something like that of landing on heads or tails yeah pretty much but we're looking for that outlier that anomaly where it lands on its side not its faces I'm trying to figure out how to set it up so we can do that, Nick. I'm trying to figure out how to break the matrix. How how do we break free? How do we figure out that we're in the matrix, control the matrix, then break free from the matrix? How do you how do we know we're not in a simulation right now? And if we are in a simulation, how to hack it so we can be out of the simulation? First off, there's no more payphones, so we're pretty much fucked. Fuck, I didn't think about that. God damn it. Yeah. But there's gotta be a way to ensure free will. Like are we determined to eventually get free will? And then is that free will if we were already predetermined to eventually get free will? Yeah, I, I, all right, Nick, I, going through this conversation, free will is kind of off the table. It all comes down, it's all kind of, all my money is kind of going on combatism, combatism, comparatism. Comparatism. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to that word. That's it's, where, it's not just me, it's the audience right now. And they're saying, God damn it. You're all dumber. 
for listening to you talk. <laughs> well, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But determinism is like the high favorite. Like we're talking like a amoeba versus a gorilla. But doesn't mean so. But competitism. Am I close enough? Comparatism. I've said this word like seven <laughs> times before we had this podcast, and now I can't say it at all. Like, I have to think every time I open my mouth, figure out if I'm saying the right word or not. <laughs> You're fucking my vocabulary. <laughs> hey, I'm not fucking up. It was predetermined for me to fuck it up. It's not my fault. <laughs> Everything in your life that led you to this point is pissing me off. <laughs> okay. Woo! Because I can't blame you because it's not your fault. <laughs> you really want to, though. <laughs> I really do. Oh, okay. 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 Free will is pretty much amoeba. Determinism is pretty much a gorilla. One's really going to win that fight compared to the other. <laughs> You just never know. I can't say the other word. All right, all right. I can do this. I can do this. I have to. (laughs) Fuck. I I wrote it down. All right. Compatibilism. Compatibilism. Fuck. Okay. All right. We're gonna we're gonna walk through this. Say the word compare. Compare. Okay. Say the word pat. Pat. (laughs) Fucked up pat. All right. Say the word cannibalism. Cannibalism. Okay. Say comp. Comp. Pat. Pat. Ibilism. <laughs> fuck. All right. You know what? Just fuck it. Fuck it. All right. Just, just All right. It, we'll just call it the C word. <laughs> okay. This is the C word. It's not a cunt. All right. It's not, it's not better. <laughs> All right. Okay. 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 All right. You got amoeba, which is free will. You got gorilla, which is determinism. You got cunt, which which is which is kind of like a mouse. I think you misunderstood the c word, but <laughs> we're, fuck it, we're gonna go with it. All right. This is, this is oh, I'm crying. All right. The amoeba has zero chance. The mouse. Has like not great chances, but it's got a chance. Not a good one. It's a snowball in hell. But the c word's got a chance, and that's the one I'm betting on. Cause if it's not, I'm gonna be really sad. <laughs> yeah, I'm also oh. betting on the mouse. Um, it's probably not gonna win, but as humans, it's important to think that we have an outcome in our lives. Because if not, what the fuck is the point? And. Uh, and there's smarter people than us who definitely don't believe that we have any outcome, yet they continue to do things that would that make them successful and smart, and I will continue to do things that make me... Uh, what is it called when you work really hard and you don't really get that far? That's just hamster running I think wheel. that's just human existence, right? Yeah. Anyway, but I'm going to work hard and improve myself, and maybe I move up, maybe I don't, but... It's important for humans to have that belief that we have an effect on our lives, because if we don't, then what the fuck is the point? So even if everything is predetermined, I, I reject that, because it's I am too stupid to understand it, and I don't think that's any way to live. It's, bought, it's better to have false hope than no hope. But I know this is going to sound selfish, Nick. You know how you know how people use the tortoise and the hare situation for, as an analogy? Can we now yeah. make the mouse and the gorilla analogy? Uh, 
Can that not no, be a thing? Because I'm not... I, all of your shit today, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm gonna make. I'm gonna fucking make that happen. I'm gonna make that a common phrase: the gorilla versus the mouse. You know what? I hope you do, and I hope that's your fucking legacy you want so bad. You want a legacy? Your entire legacy is gonna be pissing me off with this, some stupid fucking analogy. Oh, let's give you a middle finger on my gravestone, and I'll love it. Uh, personally, all right. But all right. no, I, I. I don't know if we're getting too far. No, but go ahead. Go ahead. Off the rails here. I think an amoeba has a better chance to kill a gorilla than a mouse. Okay. I disagree with that statement, but, you know, move on. Uh, but even if we don't have any free will, I think it's right to keep on trying. Because, I mean, what do you got to lose? It's, it's, I mean, false is better than no hope. It's better to try and fail than never to try at all. I mean, I mean look at it. If you, were, if you were wrong, you fucked your life up and you threw it away. If you're right... You try to do something and kind of change. It's kind of like uh, going to heaven or hell. If heaven or hell doesn't exist and and, and you die, it doesn't matter. You uh, so why care? If you if it does exist and you treated it like it didn't exist when you lived, it's just mad. I mean, two 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 other three situations end bad for you. So might as well try go for the good one. It's small chance, but still a chance. Or heaven or hell doesn't exist. And you worked hard to get into heaven. Worst case scenario, you were a good person. Holy shit. Is that the end of the fucking world? Yeah. I mean, that's what we can hope. And I like like the, you know, you know, like the common phrase, gorilla versus a mouse. You got to hope for the mouse. Yeah. I like to think of it as, uh, I almost did a Ricky Bobby quote there, but I like to think of it as people who are staunch determinists and think that everything is predetermined. Just imagine you're sitting at a bar and on your left is some guy who's moping that everything is predetermined and he can't get his fair shot because the cards are stacked against him. And on your right is this guy who thinks that he can do whatever he wants and anything that he puts his mind to he'll accomplish. Who are you going to talk to? Who do you want to be? Don't be the guy who doesn't think that anything he does is going to have an effect. That guy's fucking boring. Well, maybe you're predetermined to want to talk to that guy. All right, I'm going to sh- shoot you when I see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. What? All right, th- this is just out of my head, but let's. I just stay with me. What happens if some people are predetermined and some people have free will? Like, there are a few among us who have free will and others do not. Or maybe you get to a certain point in your life or a certain chemical switch in your brain will allows you to have free will, and that free will then causes the ripples and all the physical features for determinism for everyone else i'm just sitting here like man everyone's so worried about all this stupid shit like like what race where you were born and it's like what if half of us are running around and can't make decisions for ourselves and we're worried about something stupid like that like holy shit (laughs) can you imagine there's half say 50 percent of the population can't make their own decisions they're just predetermined the other half can fuck that is that would suck i hope i'm the i hope i can make my own decision but yeah so it's the same here but there's there's two of us and if it is split 50 50 well it might not even be 50 50 it might be one out of a million one out of a billion maybe one per civilization and are those people the people who change history maybe those people are the stones that cause the water to ripple they they might be a small farmer in the middle of nowhere, but their actions are the butterfly effect that causes the ripples for everywhere throughout the world. Or are they the Genghis Khans of the world? True, true. That it could be the brightest stars are the ones that uh are the are the ones that are at free will. I don't know what to tell you there, Nick. You you still a compatibilist or you're leaning more determinist now? 
No, I'll be a fool any day. I'll vote, I'll still go for the C word. Respect. <laughs> what about you? Are you have you gained any knowledge or insight in yourself? So I think lo- logically, I know I should be a determinist, but the human in me and the American who my body is telling humanity me. humanity yeah my my my, my, my mind's telling, telling me no, no but my, my body, body my body is telling me yes yeah my uh i'm gonna have to lead lean oh fuck <laughs> compatibilist i'm not to lean compatibilist on this one just because if you don't have any free will then then what the fuck is the point and maybe there is no point, but if there isn't a point, what the fuck is the point in believing that there isn't a point and just being fucking mopey? Yeah, I mean, you're already in the Matrix. Might as well enjoy it. Well, I don't I don't think I have anything to add. I don't think we solved anything, but I don't think we're getting any, anywhere else. Well, on that point, I have one quote I kind of want to end with, which I think you might enjoy. It's from, uh, sorry if I mispronounce your name. I've been mispronouncing words all throughout the night. <laughs> His name is Jawahari Nehru, and he said, Life is like a game of cards. The hand you are dealt is determinism. The way you play it is free will. And I, I hope that is true. Well, we'll find out when it's all over, won't we? Yes. Please let us know what you think is true. Do you think we're living in a world where we're predisposed? Do you think we're living in a free world, free will world? Or are you somewhere in between? And Nick, where could they tell us where they how they feel about this? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Backyard Philosophy Podcast. Uh, we're, we're on Facebook, even though not many of you are at Backyard Philosophy Podcast as well. And uh, we'll have a parlor. Not sure how long we're going to keep that. Seems to be social media is changing, and from two outsiders, we're going to try and keep up. So if you like us on parlor. We'll stay there, and if no one likes us, then you won't find us there. Or just an old page. And if you you want to check out our sources, our sources are always in the description on YouTube at Backyard Philosophy. And I highly, I highly hope people tell us their opinions on it, because uh, I think we confuse ourselves more, Nick, than finding more evidence. Yeah. So both of us came in here um, unsure of what we believed, hoping the other one would convince us of something, and. Uh, and instead, we we left even more confused than we came in. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason this topic's been debated for a long time. <laughs> well, we didn't really solve anything, and probably hurt our own brains. And and if you expected this to be solved by two idiots who can't even pronounce compatibilism, then I know science. God damn it, not vocabulary. Yeah, well, I messed that word up even. Oh, anyway, Mike, uh, what are you reading right now? I am reading Abundance by Peter Diamonds. I've read a couple of other of his books. He's a a co-author of uh, Stephen Kotler. They're kind of um, technology books of where innovation technologies are going, what businesses are doing what, what CEOs are doing what. I really enjoy their works. This is a much earlier one, so it's probably a little bit outdated, but I've enjoyed their previous work so i imagine i would enjoy this what about you nick what are you reading still working on uh the northwest passage by kenneth roberts it's a novel about roberts rangers and it's a pretty uh, it's getting out of the uh the scientific reading and usually a lot of my reading involves trees and uh this is or 
not trees, but much more natural environmental things. And it's nice to read about people. And it's nice to read about something that's not real. Get a break from reality. Nick, I thought we were going to go this entire episode without you mentioning trees. You know what? I I did too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening to the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We rarely finish a podcast without missing a point we wanted to bring up, so let us know what we forgot. And if you have a topic you want us to talk about, let us know at Backyard Philosophy on Instagram and Backyard Philosophy Podcast on Facebook.